I got questions from the things they didn't tell us to the stuff we still don't know. All the lies they concocted, I'm discovering answers and I'm letting you know. I got questions. I won't be held down. I got questions. And yes, the answers will be found. Oh yeah, I'm asking because I want to expand my mind. You can call me nosy, but I bet these answers I'ma find. My inquiry leads to what discovery? So come on and get some answers with me. Hey, this is Charlene Akua Rose Feather saying what's up to my melanated family and our allies. And welcome to I've Got Questions, the podcast where we have real conversations about house business, old wives' tales, flat out lies, and misconceptions. I'm a coach, a speaker, and a motivational teacher, and I'm sharing these conversations to empower you so you can move intentionally in your purpose. Sometimes I'll invite company over, and other times you get to hear from me. But either way, we're going to get these questions answered, y'all. And the question for today is, do we have to raise our kids the same way we were raised? Hey everybody, it's Charlene Akua Rose and we got company y'all. Today I'm talking with Damari Dickinson. Damari is a mother of two boys and two girls. She's a parenting coach who helps moms identify and break toxic parenting patterns. After working as an educator and instructional coach for over 15 years, she decided to use her teaching skills and curriculum design skills to create programs that provide parents with clear, easy to implement techniques to become more positive, purposeful and effective parents. I'm feeling it. I'm snapping. Damari. <laughs> hello. Hello. Thank you so much for coming to talk to me today. Oh, thanks for having me over. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I know. So let's jump in. Let's jump in. And for everybody who's listening, uh, Damari is a parenting coach. Damari is a mama. So she got kids. So if her children happen to, you know, come in the, in the, you hear their voices, they're a part of the call, it's, she, we got company, she brought her kids, so we just don't welcome them like we <laughs> do. So, um, so you are a parenting coach, and one of the reasons that I wanted to uh, invite you over is because there's a lot of ways that we uh, approach raising our children in the African-American community. Um, and so I'm going to just say some stuff out, and I, I just want to hear your response to it. I'm sure you've heard them before, but I just want to hear your response to it, so we just jump in right in. You know how you hear people, and they'll see a child, you know, quote-unquote acting up. They're crying, or they're talking too loud, or they're running around. And the first thing that one black person will say to their best friend or to their person who with them is something like, uh, if that was my kid, uh, you know they wouldn't be doing that. What do you think about that? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Most of the time they're right. A hundred percent right. Right? Like your kid won't be doing that, but there are so many other things that we don't consider that our kids also won't be doing. Like coming to talk to us about things that are happening in their lives that they need guidance on. Right? They also won't be bringing their their kids around their grandparents, which is us, right? Because they don't trust that they're going to love, honor, and respect them the way that they want their kids to be loved, honored, and respected. So, yes, honey, you are 100% correct. Your kid would never be acting like that. However, your kid's also not going to be able to be out in public around other people defending herself, taking up for herself, Ooh. expressing her opinions because you don't allow her to do that for the sake of, okay, see, we're going, we're going in from the beginning. We're just going, we're just going to yes, go there. Yes, we are because I'm over here like, <laughs> For the sake of you looking good in front of other people. Mm-hmm. Right? 
Wait, well, say that again, please. That's what it is. And, and I'm not saying that's trying to condemn anyone because that was my reality, right? That was something yeah. that I had to realize about myself. And I realized that, you know, unfortunately, too late for my oldest child because I totally mm. parented that way, right? But I had to do something different with my other kids. But mm. there was this, this fear for me of being judged. I had my mm -hmm. daughter when I was 20 years old, right? I was still in college. Okay. I wasn't married. And I'm like, y'all not going to be looking at me like, oh, here go another little black girl having kids, ain't married, ain't even finished school. Her kids acting all mm -hmm. crazy. Okay, okay, okay. I can't do anything about the ain't married, ain't finished school, young black girl. But what you're not going to say is that I can't control my kids. Right, wow. my kids out here embarrassing me, and so for my oldest, I really parented her out of fear, right? That wow. fear of being, and I also, when I say out of fear, I also made her fear me. So when you hear people mm. saying like, "Oh, my kid would never act like that," the reason they're saying that is not because kids don't act like that because they do; it's because mm. they've scared their kids into acting a certain way. Right, especially when they're out yeah. in public, and I know that because yeah. oh my gosh, she's so well behaved because she was scared to death, and <laughs> right, she knew yeah. that if she if she acted up, that her mama would give her that look, which meant, girl, as soon as we get out of here, mm -hmm. no, you gonna hear it, right? And it wasn't even mm -hmm. that I was beating her; I beat her one time in her whole life, and wow, but she's very sensitive. Right. And so me just expressing disgust or telling her that I'm upset or using a harsh tone broke, right. her. broke her. And initially, the sad thing is, right. And again, this is it's taken me years of work to get to this point, but I, I felt good about that. Right. I was like, yeah, yeah I got She's going to listen to me. She's going to do what I say. She better be scared. And there's so many parents that I work with who are doing the same yeah. thing. Right? Who are like, if your kids aren't afraid of you, you're not doing it right. Yeah. And you know, so since we've gone in from the beginning, we're going to go in from the beginning. Because I have always said that that has roots. Like what we have, what we have effectively done is we have oppressed our own children. Which yeah. has roots, of course, in slavery and in all of the oppression that we experience here. How, yep. how, how does that go across when you say that to people? How is that received? What, what is their response? Now, it depends, right? <laughs> it depends on where they are in their positive parenting journey. If they're brand new to this idea, then mm -hmm. it gets to the whole, well, this is what my parents did, and that turned out okay. And if you're not out here beating them, these kids are going to be all crazy, running out here thinking they can do anything and talk to you any kind of way and be, right? And so we always have yeah. this, I'm going to assume the worst. And if I'm not controlling my kids, then I'm believing that they're going to be out here just out of control and disrespecting me and acting all crazy. And so I have to mm -hmm. treat them this way, right? I have to control them. I have to tell them what to do. I have to tell them how to act. And I have to make them do that, make them act that way, make them say these things, you know, and most of the time it's by force and by disrespecting our kids in essence. And Let me ask, that does go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because I'm not going to that does come from, you know, it does come from the days when we were we weren't even looked at as humans, right? right? And our kids were looked at as property, 
and that's how they were treated. And a lot of people, because it's it's just normal. This is kind of what we do because this is what our parents did. But it's because that's what their parents did. It's because that's what their parents did. Because that's what their parents did. Because if their parents didn't, then their kids might not have survived. Right? Right. Or because right. so other things that just get passed down from generation to generation. And a lot of times we don't stop to think, where did this even come from? And is right. this something that still even applies now? Is this something that I really want to pass down to my kids? Is this what I want our legacy to be? Or yeah. because times have changed, am I also allowed to change the way that I view my kids and how I treat my kids? Mm. That's powerful. That's powerful. So I was going to ask you to respond to that when people say, oh, you know, I turned out fine. There's nothing wrong with the way I was raised. Um, your answer just, well, what you were saying just now sounded like it addressed that. Is there... Is there anything additional that you would want to say directly in response to when someone says that? Nothing, nothing, I raised all my kids like that, and they turned out just fine. So tell me what you mean by fine. What does fine look like? Mm. Right? Because for some people, they honestly believe that. Right? Mm. And if fine for you means that my child never acts up, it means that my child never says anything disrespectful, my child never questions my authority, then what you're doing is fine. And so for that parent, then we end up having a conversation about like, who do you want your child to become? And is what you're doing right now, is the way that you're treating them right now, is the way that you're talking to them right now, really going to get them to that place? Right? Wow. And so a lot of people have never stopped to really think about that. Right? It's just like, I feel in this moment that I want to look like a good parent. And these are the things that society, for the most part, is expecting me to do. This is how yeah. society is expecting my kids to show up. And so I have to, in order to be a good mom, right, I have to yeah. make sure they show up in that way. Even if the only way I know how to do that is by, you know, beating them, bribing them, right. begging them, you know, punishing them, whatever it is. Um, those are things that people normally fall back on. Right. So this, I, I read your bio and I understand professionally how you got into this space. Is there anything personally that 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 led to your doing this work even the educator and, and instructional coach work like like what was your childhood like what what led you to this point was it you know <laughs> where, where'd that come from that's funny so i i grew up uh you know both my parents were in the house they were married to each other my mom passed away when i was 13 but i come from mm -hmm. a family of educators my dad was a high school math teacher. My mom worked at the central office for the school district. My grandparents were, were teachers. And so I just knew growing up that I never wanted to be a teacher, ever, ever. Mm. I was like, this is, um, I hear y'all complain about this all the time. I don't want to do this. And so I, I didn't want to. I didn't pursue it. But when I went to college, I was tutoring kids. And I just realized, like, this is what I love to do, right? And so I, I've always, mm. I've been tutoring since I was eight years old with my dad. And so I've always wow. loved the kids. I, you know, went to school for a degree that I don't even use anymore, went and got my master's in that same area that I don't even use. I don't, I'm not even going to tell you what school I went to or what it was in because <laughs> we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. But it just, I've always been connected to the kids, right? And once I started working with the kids, I fell in love. Like, they became my kids, which means their parents yeah. and I became close too. And there were so many things that just kept happening over and over again where, like, the parents just weren't equipped to really deal with some of the things that were coming up with their kids, right? Some yeah. school related and some just like life stuff. Like, oh my gosh, my child is, because I taught high school at first, right? 
So now my child is sexually active and I'm just going to keep beating him thinking that that's going to make him stop doing it. And I'm like, no, no, no. I don't think that's really going to work. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, and even today, like we still see videos. There was just a video of a guy, you know, beating his daughter because he found out she was having sex. Mm. Like, and, and in the comments, it's like, oh, yeah, you better get it. She ain't going to be doing that in my house. She shouldn't be. And so it's really that whole Every thing time. about, yeah, and right. So people are cheering you on. But at the end of the day, when I talk to these parents and they're going through these things, it's like, that's not really what I want to do. And I know that because that's what happened to me. Right. With my oldest daughter, she went through some really hard times in middle school, but she didn't tell me. I had no idea because she didn't feel comfortable talking to me. Right. I sit with that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like this is the hardest time of your life. Right. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't be there for you because you didn't trust me enough with that. So then after crying and, you know, like, oh, my gosh, what? But I had to ask, like, why wouldn't she? Right. Mm -hmm. And then I was Mm -hmm. like, well, dude, why was she like, what have you ever done to show her that you have her back, that you would support her, you know, no matter what, instead of judging and criticizing and condemning and punishing her. Right. And so I was like, that in the moment when I was doing these things, I was doing the best that I knew how. Right. People always say that, well, your parents just do the best that they know how. But at some time when you realize that that best isn't good enough, you've got to figure out how to change it. And so I had two at the time that I was like, Oh my gosh. And there was one day when my boys, were, this was, this was like my tipping point, right? Mm-hmm. My boys were fighting. So I, I was still dealing with this, you know, what's happening with my daughter. I got to fix this or can I fix this? And so my boys were fighting in their room and you know, they don't really fight, but they were wrestling in their room. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just, it was one of those moments and I snapped and I ran in there with my fist balled up. Right. I was like, mm-hmm. ah! and I was like, I don't know. I was getting ready to hit my youngest son in the chest and his face. The way that he looked at me was just like, I'm afraid of you. And I was like, I saw it. And I was like, oh, I don't Mm -hmm. want this. Like, I'm supposed to be their safe place. I don't want my kids to be afraid of me. And so I knew, I knew I had to find a better way. I had to do something different. And I know that there are so many parents who come to me and they're like, look, I don't want to keep yelling at my kids. I don't want to beat my kids, but I just don't know what else to do. And so I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of times we hold on to these old practices and, you know, we're parenting the way that we were parents just because we don't have any other tools to pull from. Mm -hmm. And we don't have that community of people who are like, hey, I'm trying something different. Maybe you want to try this too. Because, you know, a lot of us are just like, beat them, beat them, Mm -hmm. (laughs) beat them. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I raised my kids um, not like the traditional way. Now, I will say that there were a couple of whoopings in there sprinkled throughout. Uh, but um, <laughs> because of some things that I was going through, I, I didn't do as much as, you know, I probably would have. I don't know. But, you know, I was going through some things and I realized that some of the things that bothered me that my kids were doing, it was because I was upset about what I was going through. So I knew that if yeah. I was to pop them or spank them or whoop them, whatever, that it would probably be more an expression of my internal frustration or unrest. So I refrained in a lot of different ways. But I have to tell you, I heard so many times, all she needs is a whoop. All that baby needs, you, all you got to do is just whoop. And I'm like, no, is that all? Uh, is that like, that's my only choice is what you're telling me. <laughs> um, 
And I just, I resisted against that. It was more, um, it was more in an effort to protect them from the stuff that was going on inside of me. Um, Mm -hmm. But as I began to heal from that, it became more intentional. I started realizing how I didn't feel awful for letting my daughter say to me that she didn't want to do something and us having a dialogue as opposed to just, you know, smacking her and making her just, you know, shrink into submission. Um, Do you think that any of the old ways are still relevant? And I'm saying old ways because we're talking about that, that toxic parenting system. Do you think that there's anything, any, you know, (laughs) golden tickets inside of the ways that um, parents used to raise back in the day? Well, of course, right? And I think that there are there are always shifts in parenting, right? So it's like, oh, we've got yeah. this free-range thing happening, but oh, no, now we're going back to helicopter parenting. So there's always, you know, every two or three years, there's a different best way to parent your kids. And so I'm not big on, like, naming it and saying, like, oh, everyone should do this. Like, at the end mm-hmm. of the day, you have to do what works best for your family. But my thing is, yes. it should always be positive it should always be purposeful, right? So the big thing for Mm -hmm. me is not like, okay, like you have to parent this way. You know, you have to put your kids on a very strict schedule. You have to make sure they're in bed by eight o'clock. You have to make sure that they're only in two activities. Like that's not it. My thing is you figure out who you are trying to raise, what's important Mm -hmm. for your family, right? And then as Mm -hmm. you're parenting, that should be your guide, right? So when I say purposeful, that's what it means, right? Here, so... For me, I want to make sure that, you know, people are always surprised because I'm an educator, because I come from a long line of educators, that I don't really care about my kids' grades. Their teachers hate it when I say that, but I'm like, look, like, this isn't what matters to me, right? Right. What matters to us most is that my kids are always doing their best, that they're respectful, that they are learning how to empathize with other people. Like, those things matter to me more than some subjective number or letter you're putting on a paper. Yeah. Right. And so for me, because respect is really huge, that really frames a lot of the way that I'm parenting my kids, which which means not just I want them to respect other people, but I have to model that for them. Right. Uh, I've got to show that looks like. So if I'm serious, I'm saying like, okay, for real, like this respect thing is really big, then I can't disrespect my kids and think it's okay. Now, I'm going to throw some static just a quick, but that's a kid. You a grown woman. What you talking about respecting them? I'm throwing that in there because oh. I want to hear your response. Because people really believe that, right? They don't yeah, believe yeah. that are humans. And that's one of the biggest things. But she's only six years old. But why does that mean she's any less worthy of respect? Yeah. And really when you dive into it, it's because when you were six years old, you didn't get respect. So now you've grown to believe in order to make sure like to, to tell yourself, I'm fine. I'm okay. If you're mm. really going to believe that, then you have to believe that whatever happened to you when you were younger was right and that's okay mm. right but it's not wow. just because right. your child does. now i'm not saying that kids are my kids are running the show that they get to do whatever they want and they talk to me all crazy no it's still respectful but yeah. they're still people right and I, you can't expect this six-year-old to grow into this amazing responsible respectful man who is able to articulate his feelings and be honest and empathize with other people if he never gets to practice that until he's a full-grown man. It doesn't even make any sense. Oh, sound bite of the century. Yes, yes. I mean, it just, but that's what we do, right? We're like, I want you to be amazing and you're going to be an amazing husband. How? 
what skills are you giving him now to be an amazing husband or an amazing father? Absolutely none. You every time he opens his mouth to tell you how he feels, you tell him to shut up. You tell him oh. you what's wrong with you. You're fine. Thirty years yeah. from now, someone will be like, "But I just don't understand why you can't talk to me. Why can't you open up and tell me anything?" Well, he don't Ooh. even know it's because his mama never let him do it and told him, "Oh no, you're fine." You're fine. That ain't hurt. You're not hungry. Ain't nothing wrong with you. You'll be all right. Go in your room. Get it together. Like, mm. that, it doesn't work. It doesn't really. It here's doesn't. the thing, though. Here's what makes it dangerous. In the moment, it does. Because in the moment, it gets them to stop doing whatever is annoying us. Mm-hmm. Right? It gets them to stop. Why? It gets them to stop talking about how they don't want to eat this. It gets them to stop talking about how they're in pain, even if we don't know how to fix it. So it works in the short term. So we've got to get past this short-term thinking, just like the beating, the beating to get them to stop or threatening yeah. them with the beating to get them to stop in the moment, but it doesn't teach them how to do something better. No, and that only benefits the parent who's agitated. Okay, I just want you to be quiet, so I'm going to pop you. Okay, good. I popped you, you yeah. hollering, I'm going to send you away. Now, I'm relieved of whatever it was, but I've also passed on to you, like you're saying, you don't get to express yourself. You don't get to ask. You don't get to discover and explore. Nope. You have to just comply. But the other thing you've also passed on is that this is how we deal with someone, you know, when uh, we're upset. We, we shut them down. We shut yeah. them down. We don't give them a chance to talk about what it is. And we're not really about solving problems. Right? My problems don't matter. Uh, I just got to stop. That's why I think it's so big of you to say, like, look, I realized I was doing this because I was frustrated, because mm-hmm. I was upset. And if if more parents could realize that it's really about them and not the kids, this work would be so much easier. I always tell my clients, like, look, you're n- probably not going to like me for the first month that we work together. <laughs> because that, it's, it's breaking this down because they're coming to me like, I need you to help me fix my kids. And I'm like, okay, cool. Knowing mm. it ain't even your kids, it's you. That's right. That's it's right. You because these are your traumas that you're passing on to your kids. These are your unresolved issues that you're taking out on your kids. This is your toxic cycle that you picked up from your parents yes. that you're not understanding how to break. And okay. That, that reminds me of something you posted on your Instagram page. Um, Uh-oh. And. <laughs> No, that one, it was like, it was like a punch in the chest. Like my breath escaped. You said parenting is hard because your child is reflecting back at you what you haven't yet resolved within yourself. Oh my gosh. So please share more about that. And then, and then how do we, how do we deal with that? How do we move forward? How do we address, how do we resolve that? Yeah, this is something. So I, every month uh, since February, I've been doing a free five-day challenge. This is one of the one of the days we actually tackle this, and it's probably like the day when the most people cry and oh. want to quit and hate me because it requires them to think back about okay, so what are your triggers, right? Which is yeah. not something that people think about, and then really diving into why. Why is that triggering you, right? And we have all these surface level things. Oh, because it's annoying. They just get on my nerves. I don't want to hear this, but it's never that simple, right? It's always mm-hmm. like there's something. There's something that when I was younger, I learned was wrong about me, and I've never dealt with it. And so now, when it's showing up in my kids, 
I still have to act like it's wrong, even though I don't mm. know why. Right? Even if I don't believe that it's wrong, I haven't done the work to really unpack that. So now when you do it, child, I've got to punish you for it because it's wrong. Mm. And I can't even help you make it right because I never made it right for me. So I don't even know what to do. I'm just going to keep being like, nope, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> and, and you so know, that's wrong. probably why when we, I'm sorry, but it, it just made me think that it's probably why if you see grandparents with their grandchildren, by then they relax so much and they just like, leave that baby alone. That baby ain't bothering nobody. Like after all of a sudden it's like forgivable. But when they yeah, were parents, you, you know the other part about that is huh. that the the grandparents are not solely responsible. They're they're not going to say like, "Oh, your grandbaby is so out of control. You're not a good grandparent." The grandparents know mm. like this child is acting crazy. It re it reflects poorly on the parent. That's what people think, right? Okay. So the grandparents are like, yeah. "Nobody gonna judge me. You do whatever <laughs> you can do whatever you want, baby. You want to you want to run around in store. You want some candy." You want to ask what? Right? Because they're absolved. And so, so again, so much of what we're doing is because we're worrying about other people and what they think about us. Wow. And we, so want, we, we want their validation. Man. That's, like, okay. So then how do we resolve it? How do we address it? I, I'm a parent. My kids are whatever age they are. You know what I mean? Maybe I got new, maybe I got, you know, small kids, teenagers, whatever. What, how do I resolve my parenting them from the broken places that I have? How do I, how do I deal with that? Cause I'm still parenting. It's not like I can be like, all right, look, y'all, I'm gonna go back for a couple of years over here and retreat. Yes. I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna be a better mom. Like what, how, how do I do that? Right. But you can say like, look, let's just be transparent, which is something a lot of parents aren't used to doing with their kids. Right. And saying like, look, I'm about, I realize that how I've been showing up isn't what I really want to do. So I'm going to get some help. And that's what it comes down to. Like, you can't just be like, okay, I'm going to change all this because you have to figure out why you're doing these things. Mm. Right. And so, but having that conversation, say, look, I'm, I'm going to change. I'm ready to change. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get some help. I'm going to reach out. Damari and I are working together. It's not going to be perfect. And that's one of the things that I, is one of my favorite words to, to share with my parents is grace. Right. Wow. If your child, seven years old that means that you've been operating under this same parenting style for seven years it's not going to change in seven days right wow. in the course of seven yeah. months you're going to start seeing some changes but it's going to take time to undo yeah. this it's going to take time to rebuild that relationship to rebuild the trust for your kids to think like oh she's serious about this yeah. because it right and so it's yeah. really figuring out like who do i want to show up as when i'm parenting what do I want for my kids? And then it's taking the time, whether it's, you know, getting a coach, reading the books, doing these challenges. What can I do to start showing up differently? Because the honest thing is, like, and it's not that the, the parenting tools that I share, they're super easy, right? Because I'm all about, like, look, let me make it easy. I'm not trying to tell you, okay, this is going to take five months to actually get this down. No, 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 no. Here's what you can change today, right? Here's nice. what you can do today. But it's about I have to hear these and then have a community of people who are supporting me as I figure out what it looks like for my family. So yeah. we have, you know, communities, people who will help us eat right. We've got our church community who will help us, you know, with our prayer life. We've got our married friends who are helping us with our marriage. But it's like, so now 
who's helping you change the way that you're showing up as a parent? Right. Who's teaching you like, look, you don't have to yell. You don't have to beat your kids. And then like, oh, oh. So whenever I say that, there's always somebody, you know, who says, oh, so you just say I'm supposed to let them do whatever they want. That's not at all. People always go from one extreme (laughs) to the other. I'm like, have you ever met my kids? Like, do you see them running around acting crazy? Now, sometimes they do. Like, if they're outside, they're supposed to be acting crazy. They're outside. Exactly. Right. If we're in the store, they might be running around the store too. You might see me running around right there with them, but they're not going to be disrespectful. What you'll also see is them holding the door people as they walk in an establishment. What you'll Mm -hmm. also see is even at six and seven years old, they're greeting every person that they come in contact with adult or child. What you'll see is that they make direct eye contact and shake people's hands. Right. Because those things are important. That that's part of me grooming them to be successful. Me giving them yeah. the skills that they need to really show up in the way that I my hope for them, right? Now, I can't make them do any of this stuff. I, I, I don't know. Like, I can give you guys these tools, but they have free will yes. just like we do. They can choose yes. to do what they want. But it won't be, if they choose something different than what I would hope, it's not going to be because, you know, they didn't know and they didn't have any other tools to choose to pick from. Right. And that's, that's the powerful thing. I think sometimes we raise our children forgetting that, we're, we're the preparation ground. We're preparing them to live beyond that, you know, first number of years that we're actually parenting them, you know, yeah, moving. Right. Like I'm doing so that I can look like a good mom. This is my goal. Yeah. Because there's this other myth that like after 18, we don't have to parent our kids. Before. Oh my gosh. And people are like, oh, so can I turn 18? Now she's going to get out your house. What do y'all, y'all sound crazy. What are you talking about? Have you ever met my child? She just learned how to start a car. What are you, what, what, what are you you saying? (laughs) Right. And it's because like, oh, I've, my job is just to hold you, get you to look good for these 18 years. And then I send you off versus my job is to prepare you so that when you're ready to move on, you have all these skills, you know, it's not going to be perfect because none of us are. But right. it's like I'm coaching you through this time. I'm really like we're not raising kids. We're raising adults. Yes. And we make that shift. It's like, look, I've got to help prepare you to be the most amazing adult that you can possibly be. Man. And if you do something wrong is not helping you. Me beating you when you do something wrong is really messing you up. And this goes back to your question about people who are like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, let's really talk about this. Like, let's, let's jump all the way in and we talk about fine and let's talk about your relationships, right? And what type of people that you're yeah. attracted to. Yes. Let's talk about your job and the relationships you have yes. with your coworkers and your boss. Like, mm-hmm. is it really fine? Let's talk about, you know, just how you're showing up in your life right now, right? Fine doesn't mean that you have a good job and you haven't been to jail, <laughs> right? On, like, on. oh, I degree, I got some money and I'm out of jail. Like, Fine should mean so much more than that. And why are we shooting for fine? Like, why is that the target? Fine. Why not, like, excellent? Why not thriving? Why not, do you know what I'm saying? Why not just exceeding great? Why is fine our marker? Some people don't believe that they deserve it. Some people don't believe that it's even the same for them. Right? And so those are part of those, those patterns that get passed on to their kids. Like, this is all that I should be... As long as my mom didn't break any of my bones when she beat me, 
question. It was mm. cool. Like, you know, it was cool. And the, the really sad thing is that, you know what, we, when we dive into this work and we're talking through these things during that first month of coaching, all of the parents, every last one of them has said to me, everyone, I've never had someone say that they didn't think that their mom loved them. It was all, okay. I know my mom loved me, but, uh, right? But when she did this, it yeah. made me feel some type of way. I know my mom loved me, but I don't want to do to my kids what she did to me. Wow. Right, and, and I really wow. believe, like, because our kids, you know, we're, we're even my kids are going to grow up and be like, well, my mom did this and I want to do this differently. That's cool, yeah. right? But I'm trying my best not to traumatize them <laughs> as we're right. going down the journey, right? And, but this is the thing. There are also things that because we the structure that we have set up now they are telling me these things now so it's not like 20 years from now they're gonna be like you know back in the day that one time went like no they're like hey mom you know you really hurt my feelings when you said this right or i really yeah. think that we should be able to do this i really don't like it when we do this and setting that up now just yeah. gives them one the space to be able to advocate for themselves but it yes. also gives us for me to show them like look I respect you and I believe that mm -hmm. you have a valid opinion because you know how you feel I don't know how you feel right you know yeah. what you want so let's talk about that that doesn't mean that I'm going to be like yes every time but let's try it out and see right and really really at the end of the day like we're preparing our children for their life and in preparing I might do something uh, not enough of it I might do something that's too much. I might not even do it at all, but I'm at least giving you the equipment, the tools, the skills to be able to, like you say, advocate for yourself, speak up for yourself, say, oh, I don't like that, or that didn't make me feel, but this, instead of repressing all of that stuff, holding it in, because that has implications, like you said, in so many other areas of our life. If we're being uh, mistreated on our job, we are uncomfortable speaking out because when we were, what we learned for 18 years, what we learned was you'll be fine. Don't bother me. Don't talk to me. We taught yeah. that that authoritative figure has really has the final say in whatever you feel doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, um, I want to, I want to move into something that I saw on your website about the five love languages for kids, but I want to ask really quickly, if, if there's any difference in parenting style of the way you coach a parent uh, who may have a child with special needs or whose child had a traumatic, uh, you know, is, is ha you know, once had a traumatic experience or something like that, or even if the parent themselves had a traumatic, um, you know, childhood, is, is there any different way that you approach them or is it pretty much the same principles uh, uh, overall? So it's the same principle overall, but with people, okay. you know, who have kids with special needs or have very traumatic experiences, those are the children and those are the parents that need even more love and even more grace, right? Okay. And so at times you think like, oh, because my kids, you know, had the traumatic experience and they're acting extra, extra crazy, then I have to be extra tough on them, right? Mm. But the opposite too, like they're the ones that need more love they're the ones that need more time more grace more yeah. patience more understanding yeah. right because yeah. what they've dealt with we have to help undo that with those traumatic experiences with the special needs they, i'm using my computer right now 
and I'm still doing my calls. So you gotta go back downstairs for my calls. So they're the ones that they, they need. They have look special needs, right? And yeah. so there are things yeah. that you have to do to turn to those needs. But the tools still work because at the end of the day, the tools are about loving your kids. They're about coaching your kids through life. They're about respecting and honoring your kids. And whether you have special needs or not, those are things that every kid deserves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what? T- t- tell us about the five love languages. And I, and I just have to, I have to name this. I have to say it out. I am only moving on because the time is getting closer to the end. But you know what it was last time. I don't want to get off yes, the phone. Yes, I know. <laughs> but what, t- tell me something, what, whatever you can tell me about the five love languages for kids, just so that, you know, we, we know what that is, have an insight, have insight and about so, it. They're really like five love languages, period. And I think it started off for mm-hmm. like husbands and wives. But then they're like, hey, guess what, guys? This really works for kids, too. And the biggest way that I use this in my coaching is that a lot of times moms will come to me and they'll say, you know what, my kids just don't appreciate me. They're so ungrateful. They don't appreciate me. They act like, you know, I don't love them. I don't do these things for them. And so the reminder is that a lot of times we're loving our kids in the way that we receive love, not in the way that they receive love. So there are those five basic love languages, right? There's acts of service, giving gifts, physical touch quality time and words of affirmation. So if I am a gift giving, right, that's my love language. I love Mm -hmm. to give gifts and I love to receive gifts. So if I'm always buying my child stuff and they're like, oh, okay, great. Right. Or if they don't open it or if it gets broken the next day, I'm like, you are so ungrateful, right? You don't appreciate me. But that's because that child's love language might be quality time which means I can buy them all the gifts in the world, but if I'm never yeah. spending time with them, they don't feel loved. So that's one of those things just to caution parents to really do the work. And I've done this even with my three-year-old, right? So you can do it with young kids. There are tests that you can grab online to ask older kids or questions that you can ask your younger kids to really figure out what their love language is and then learn how to love them the way that they receive love. It solves so many problems because you know we get frustrated as parents we're like i'm doing all of this but if you're not if you're not purposeful right it's not intentional if i'm not doing it the way that they receive it then it's not going to yield me feeling loved or my child feeling loved so it, it really you know and the thing is like i've got four kids and they have different love languages so, mm-hmm. you know, I have to be very conscious about like, okay, I've got this one is physical touch and that's how my oldest is. And that's very low on my personal list, right? So I can mm. go days without hugging, hugging or kissing and I'm cool. But every yeah. morning when she wakes up, the first thing that she does is come give me a hug. And it used to drive me absolutely crazy. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is how she receives love. So now I hug her probably at least five times a day. But she's going to college on Friday, so I'm not going to be able to hug her anymore. Right? But that's, you know, that's so important for us to, again, just think about what we're doing and how our kids are viewing our actions, how they're viewing our words. And one quick thing that parents can do to help this is just ask your kids questions and listen to them. Yeah. Right? them you know what do I do that makes you feel good that makes you happy what do I do if you're brave if you're bold if you bought that life what do I do that hurts your feelings that makes you feel unloved 
and then listen to them. And then the thing is, once you start down this road, like there's no turning back because your yeah. kids are like, well, I told you what you going to do. Yeah. With right. Oh, you still doing it. Like once you, once you invite your kids to, to start having these conversations with you, they're going to keep telling you. <laughs> right like my kids love to hold me accountable with you know mm-hmm. mom you said you weren't going to be yelling like that you yelled at me three mm-hmm. times today like you know what let me get myself together let me go give me 10 minutes because you're right yeah. you're right and it's so funny because people always think like oh you're a positive parenting coach so your kids are perfect and you never yell i never said that y'all ever ever <laughs> ever, ever the 80 20 rule still applies here 80 percent of the time i get it right 20 percent of the time i don't Right. Yeah. And and that's what I expect. So I'm not expecting it, that I never yell at my kids. I am expecting that I am respecting them. And then yeah. when I don't, when I don't, I still address it and I make it right. And, you know, it sounds all that I'm hearing. It sounds like that those uh, those of us who were raised under the quote unquote older system, whatever that is, that, you know, ways that don't reflect what, what you and I are talking about today. Um, and, and and we want to raise our children close to what we're talking about today. There's a process of deconstructing that we have to undergo. And while we're deconstructing, we're still parenting. So that means we get to grow with our children. If, if I never got, for example, as a child to express myself and say, oh, I don't like this. or I feel sad. Or you, when you said that to me, it hurt my feelings. If I never got to do that in, in allowing my child to do that with me, there's some healing and learning and growing happening for me. Because when oh, yeah. they do hold me responsible, uh, accountable for what I said, I got to deal with the feelings that come up because it automatically it's like, well, nobody did that to me. You'll be fine. You know, all that other stuff floods yeah. up and I got to yep. deal with that, right? Yep. And you have to know that me growing along with my child, me screwing it up sometimes and having yeah. to go back and fix it, that is modeling for them that they don't have to be perfect. That this is this is a part of life. Like, this is real. But a lot of us, you know, weren't treated that way and still aren't treated that way, right? And so we, we act like yeah. we have to be perfect and everything has to be figured out. And But what that message that we're sending to our kids then is that, look, if you don't have it right, then you just shouldn't even do it, right? Yeah. It's just got to be perfect all the time or else there's no point in doing it. And it's not, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. okay to say, you know what? I, 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 I don't know, right? But let, let yeah. me figure this out. We can figure this out together. I love it. I love it. I love it. And and have them walk through that process. So yeah, that's what so for I, the grace. <laughs> oh my gosh! And you know what? I've also found grace so much, and also forgiveness, and also humility. Like I feel like those are kind of like a value pack. Yeah, kids are naturally good at all three of those things. Naturally, they're naturally mm. forgiving. They give you grace. They're like, oh, it's okay, mommy. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. I had to teach my kids to stop saying that. Right? Yes. So one of my kids will hit the other one, and they'll apologize and be like, it's okay. And I'm like, it's not mm-hmm. okay. Yes. Her putting her hands on you is not okay. So stop. I want you to stop saying that because I want you to stop believing that. All you can exactly. say is, I accept your apology. Right? Yes. It's not okay, but I accept your apology. Right? And so it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a process. Like you said, we have to, to break down these, not just the, the toxic patterns that we are carrying on, but some of the beliefs, the beliefs, yeah. right, that we yeah. have, and look, that are still reinforced in society. Like, oh my gosh, yes. 
you know, my eight-year-old, oh gosh, she's nine, just joking. My <laughs> nine-year-old asks me why all the time, like since the time he was three years old. That's just, that's how his brain works. I say he's going to be the most amazing attorney in the world because he always <laughs> has to know why, right? And it has to make sense. And if it doesn't make sense, he's going to walk you through why it doesn't make sense and help you figure out how to make it make sense. But when oh, other it. people see him question me, they think it's so disrespectful. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, did he just ask you why? And I used to think yeah. that, right? He'd be jumping on the bed. I'm like, stop jumping on the bed. He'd be like, why? And in my mind, I heard that as, why do I have to do what you're telling me to do? And I'm like, boy, because I told you to. You better get up. But really what he wanted to hear was, like, why is this a problem? And I have to tell him, yeah. like, because if you fall and break your wrist, I don't feel like taking you to the hospital. I don't want to do that today. Right? And then uh-huh. he's like, okay, and stop. So he really just needs to know. He has to see the whole picture. Like, his brain works in if, then, else. So for uh-huh. me, I had to learn that, look, I learned that this is who he is. I know that this is, I don't know why God made, made him like this, but this is how he was made. And this is what I have to, to groom in him, right? And to show him the, the respectful way to do this. And he does. But other people, honey, they be like, oh! uh-huh. and then you answer him and they be like, oh, that's that white people stuff. That's what you do. Uh... It's actually, it's not the white thing. It's just the right thing. Okay. Like this is me respecting my child. And okay. and really, if if we were to rewind the 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 clock to way way back, the way we see our children being raised today is really like we said at the very beginning. It's a byproduct of the oppression and the slavery that we've had to endure. If you rewind the clock to when we were, you know, in before we were brought over on the ship uh, involuntarily, the way. Mm-hmm you read about the, the parenting was so much more uh, of a community of a, do you know what I'm saying? There were still elders and there were still, you know, those different types of structures in place, but there was a freedom to learn and discover and ask. Uh, yeah. So children you know, were actually respected. Yes. Right? The children yes. were respected more than the adults because they were like, mm. look, you were closer to God right because that's where you just came from so you have all Mm. this knowledge you have all these gifts within you little child right and i want to learn from you i want to get that from. i just saw this picture about some i don't even know where it was so i'm not even going to try to remember but in some culture how the kids are not even with their parents when they're first born they're with their grandparents because Mm. the grandparents are like look you just came from god and you have these messages to send to me as i'm getting ready to transition so before wow. you forget, I need to spend this time with you so that I can get the messages from God so that I can do what I got to do once I go back. And I was like, that's, beautiful. that's so awesome. But just that, that yeah. thought of the kids were looked at as being so precious. And now it's like they're a burden and something that we have to control versus something that we get to learn from and be honored by. And so, like you said, I- that comes from you know, hundreds of years of foolishness that we had to deal with in this country. But I'm yeah. excited because the people are starting to realize that, right? And you'll yeah. see people talk about like, hey, we've got to decolonize parenting and we've got to stop, you know, doing all these things that were done to us by our oppressors. And we're, we're not even yeah. realizing like this is not who we are and this is not what we should be doing. So yeah. as we're, we're starting to get there, but there's so much work that still has to be done. 
So I want to speak to that work. I want to ask about that work that needs to be done because I, I know that there are people hearing and, and I think that there are multiple uh, perspectives represented. I'm sure that there are some folks who's like, uh-uh, that's doing too much. Uh, I'm going to keep on doing it like I'm doing it. And so then we say grace to you. Thank you for listening. But there may be some who are saying, okay, that sounds like a lot of work, but I'm kind of here for it. What, what are the ways that people can reach out to you to either to, to be a part of the challenge or to be a part of your coaching? How, what do you offer? Uh, what does it look like? What does it entail? And how can we reach out to you? How can I find you to get this in my life? If that's, you know, that's my goal. Yay! The, my favorite thing that I'm doing right now is the free challenge. It's the Love the Kids Challenge. It's five days where we jump in and we do some of this hard work to really start to get that shift, right? So this mm -hmm. is for the parent who's like, look, I don't really like how I'm showing up. I'm beefing with my kids. I'm always yelling. I'm mad. I don't even enjoy being a mom, and I want it wow. to be different. I have no idea what I should do, but I know this ain't it. This ain't how mm -hmm. it's supposed to be. Like, I believe that I can be a mom and be good at it and have fun, even though none of those things are true right now. Right? Mm -hmm. And so that's five days. And you can actually sign up. The next one is going to be next month in September by going to damaridickinson.com backslash love the kids to sign up for that. And then also, if you're just in this space where you're like, so I've heard about this other way of parenting. I'm not sure that I really believe it. I don't even know if it can work for my family. Schedule a free call. I do free consultations, 30 minutes to kind of jump in, talk about what's happening in your family, and to see if this positive, purposeful parenting is really something that can help you, right? It's not for everybody. Like you said, some people are like, mm, nah, I still want to beat my kids, and I have to be in control, and I have to do it the same way that it's always been done. So if you're thinking like that, then it's not for you because it's not the same as what's happened before. It's, it's for the people who are willing to try something different for the sake of showing their kids love consistently, for showing their kids that they deserve respect, that they deserve to be honored, that they deserve to have tools that are really going to help them be successful in the future. So if that's right. you, if that's what you want for your kids, then just you can go to my website, DamariDickinson.com, D-I-C-K-I-N-S-O-N, and schedule a free consultation so that we can check and talk about what your first steps would be. Because what I don't do is have just a single program that looks the same for everybody because everyone's situation mm. is different. And everyone mm. has, you know, different traumas, different goals, different resources. So my coaching really is personalized to look like what you need it to look like based on where you are on your journey right now. Awesome. com is where we go. And can I connect with you via social media through your website or do you want to throw those out as well? Yes, Instagram and Facebook. Those are my biggies. It's Damari Dickinson too. So it's the same across all platforms. I try to make it easy for folks to find me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so before yep. we go. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. But I was going to say it's Damari Dickinson on Instagram and on Facebook. So that's all. Okay. So all we got to do is remember your name, Damari Dickinson, and that's we're it. good. Yes. And, and I'll make sure, of course, it'll be listed in the uh, information about this particular episode. I, I want to ask something um, just so it's not a weird, it's not quirky, but just the, the, the silliest, goofiest things that thing that you enjoy doing with your kids before we go. What's, what's something? The silliest thing, we're <laughs> mm, really kind of crazy. So everything that we do, 
we <laughs> like singing and dancing, but we kind of like make up our own songs about everything, nice. anything. So I think was it yesterday or the day before we were singing a song? When I would say we, it's like whole family participation. We were all singing a song about poop because we were really excited about the size of my daughter's poop. So yeah, we sing and dance every single day and we just make up songs about whatever's happening. You know, it's kind of our thing. <laughs> and we love doing it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I have to say, I beyond enjoyed uh, talking with you. Um, and I hope for an opportunity to talk with you some more, but I'm, I'm grateful that for everyone who's listening and they're ready to do something different with their parenting, that they can reach out to you, that there's a resource, because like you said, there's not that much representation of this type of parenting within our communities, our, you know, families, wherever we are. And so to have a tribe that's forming and growing is really good to know. And then eventually we'll not only have parents who are parenting healthy, healthily, but we'll also have children who become adults who are able to be healthy in the environments that they're in. Is yeah, there anything I just else? Say one more thing. Yes, I just want to Absolutely. say one more thing before we close Please out. Do. Is that, we mentioned this in the beginning, I'm a mother of four, right? My oldest is mm -hmm. 18. I have eight and nine-year-old boys and I have a four-year-old daughter. I've been in the education system for over 15 years. So I've worked with parents from high school, middle school, elementary school, pre-K. I don't want anyone to be listening to this and think, well, I can't talk to her about my story because she might judge me right or it's too much or it's too different she yeah I done seen it all heard all them been through a whole lot myself but I've worked with people all across the world so I don't want anyone to miss the opportunity to just to at least talk about what could be possible in their situation because they're worried about sharing their truth mm -hmm. right I know how hard it is parenting is hard period and then when you're having issues in your house that spill over everywhere else, it's really hard to talk about. But I want you to know if you're hearing this now is for a reason. And if you need support, support is here. That support doesn't come with judgment. That support doesn't come with me feeling like I have to tell you what you're doing wrong because you already know. <laughs> That's why you feel bad. You mm -hmm, already mm -hmm. know. But it does come with love, with specific tools to help you do better and a whole community of folks who are rooting you on to help you be the best parent that you can be. That was the fabulous Damari Dickinson sharing tips for how you and I can make changes in the way we parent our children. To connect with Damari, all you got to do is remember her name, Damari, D-O-M-A-R-I Dickinson, D-I-C-K-I-N. S -O -N. And you'll find her on Instagram, Facebook, and at DamariDickinson.com, her website, where you'll find helpful free parenting tools, information about booking a free consultation, and information about her valuable services. Thank you so much, Damari, for chatting with me, answering my questions, and sharing your wisdom with us all. Now that we have our answers, my hope is that our conversations will change, our perspectives will change, and I know that our lives will change. Thank you for hanging with me on I Got Questions. Today's discussion is just the beginning. The next part is up to you. Take this conversation into your community with your families, your friends, your church, wherever you go. Discover more answers and ask some questions of your own. And hey, keep me in the conversation. 
visit my website at charlenerfeathers.org and click the contact me page. If we keep asking and answering questions, we'll keep moving forward. Till next time, peace out, y'all.